Hello everyone, I'm Giulio Prisco, this is the Turing Church Podcast. Today I'm here with Stellar Magnet to discuss uh, UFOs, Unidentified Flying Objects, that uh, more recently go by the name of UAP, Unidentified uh, Aerial Phenomena, and all these things have been uh, on the press in the last few weeks, a lot. How are you, Stellar? I'm not bad. Not bad. <laughs> That's great. Are I understand. You? I'm great. I understand that you are in some uh, exotic places like Turkey, yeah. Greece. You are in Turkey at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in Turkey at the moment. Uh, the weather is a bit it's a bit hot here, and I've just been getting uh, acclimated to that. But you know, can't complain too much. This is a beautiful part of the world, isn't it? Yeah, it's it is very beautiful out here, and uh, been really enjoying the f- food a lot. It's very tasty. <laughs> right, uh, not much for a vegan like you, I guess. Um, I mean, all I know uh, of Turkish food is uh, meat and fish and all that. Well, there's a in the there's a lot of mez, you know, like the. Mediterranean tapas, sort of, you know, cold mess, hot mess, and a lot of the cold mess is actually very vegan friendly. So I've been having a steady diet of mess. <laughs> Great thing. So, what do you make of this uh, congressional hearing on uh, flying saucers and uh, aliens that have been uh, hidden somewhere by the US government? This is a huge I, matter of all conspiracy theories. I mean, I feel like it seems credible to me. I know that the the hard evidence or proof is not there, and it's more, you know, like, hey, there are these other people that have been, uh, you know, more handling the harder evidence, but I feel like it doesn't make any sense for me for someone to go you know all the way to that level and to get even the audience of congress and it's like what is is he just trying to sell a book like you know so it's just like what 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 does he have to gain by by lying about this besides just kind of get, getting your 15 minutes of fame and whenever i see his you know just like looking at his face and just trying to to read him like i don't i don't i i don't i'm not saying that i have like these super human abilities that i can like you know look at someone's face and tell if they're lying or not but you know just my my general gut instinct it seems like he's in uh you know david grosh he's like he seems like an honest man uh so you know i feel like perhaps there are some craft and biologics or what have you that have been studied over the decades and maybe at some point going to be there will be some hard conclusive evidence to to um satisfy these claims perhaps that would be really fun you know i am uh... Uh, very open-minded on this. I mean, to me, it could uh, turn out both ways. It could be that uh, they have found uh, alien spacecraft and maybe biological remains of aliens, maybe even live aliens. 
and maybe they have been studying these things for decades. Mm. I do find it uh, difficult to believe uh, that you know I I cannot rule it out, and of course uh, I would be very happy if that uh, were. Uh, through, even if uh, if I had to bet my money, mm, I would bet on the hoax. Mm. You would bet. You would bet that it's a hoax. Yes, I would. Mm, I mean, if I were uh, forced at this moment to bet a lot of money, like uh, tell me in the next uh, fifteen seconds what you think, and you bet ten thousand bucks, I would bet that nothing is true. Mm -hmm. because uh, oh, I... these things have happened in the past as well. But, uh, you know, it's good to see that at least now this thing is being covered by the press. Mm, yeah, I, with I a very sophisticated um, hypothesis, not only mm -hmm. extraterrestrial spacecraft, but also time travelers or visitors from other dimensions uh, and whatnot, all that you can imagine. Uh, the fact that uh, people are even only talking about these things uh, to me is good because it means that uh, uh, we, the society, we want to think that uh, there is uh, something more in the universe, which is kind of a religious feeling. And to me, this is good, regardless of... Uh, whether uh, these things that they have said and uh, Congress at the congressional hearing are true or not. I guess what would you say, uh, what, 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 what would be your reasoning for um, Grush making this up as far as his claims? You think he's trying to just get famous? Uh... Yes, or maybe as you said, he wants to get a big advance for a book, he wants to be on the talk show and perhaps to be the subject of a movie, he wants to sell a movie, there may be a lot of reasons for that. And uh, that has happened in the past, uh, that many people have trying, been trying to sell uh, a big stories, a big mm -hmm. uh, story to the press. and. Uh, there uh, was some kind of financial logic behind all that. Mm -hmm. it, could be, mm -hmm. it could be one of many things. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, hopeful but skeptical. You know, mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. reason why I tend not to take too seriously the, you know, the, conventional, the conventional idea of aliens that uh, come in a spaceship that we can recognize as a spaceship, sort of human looking and all that, is that uh, I think uh, <coughs> a really advanced civilization would be beyond that. In the sense that if they want to come here and uh, take a look at us, they could do so without us noticing at all by using uh, technologies that we cannot even begin to imagine. Mm, 
once uh, discussing these things and said, well, okay, how do you know that they are not here already? And how do you know that um, aliens are not uh, landing right now on the very tip of your nose, embedded in uh, some uh, uh, nanotechnological uh, kind of spacecraft that you cannot even see? And right now they are uh, camping on the tip of your nose, listening to all that you're saying and uh, understanding. And in fact, that could be the case that uh, at this very moment, uh, aliens are listening to us. Mm, maybe live, maybe uh, laughing at our naivete. Mm, in a shape that we cannot see. Uh, you know, the universe is big and we understand only a very little part of it. And understand a really advanced civilization can understand much more. And if they want to listen to us without being seen, they would uh, do so. Now, if you think of uh, the technological acceleration that we are living through, only a few centuries ago, we were inventing the printing press. Mm, we have uh, gone a really long way from that point. And so who knows where we will be in the same uh, time period in the future of about five or 600 years. Mm, we would have capabilities that we cannot even imagine now, just like uh, those who invented the, the printing press wouldn't be able to understand the technology that we're using right now to check. And all that happened in only a thousand years, which is a very small time on cosmic time scales. So it, I guess uh, all these points to thinking that if there are advanced civilizations out there, which uh, for me it's almost self-evident, then they must be much more advanced than us. Not uh, like 50 years more advanced, but more like uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions of years more advanced. And uh, they would be entirely ununderstandable to us. They wouldn't uh, travel among the stars on anything that we can recognize as a starship. They do, do things mm -hmm. uh, much weirder and much more imaginative than that. So all these things that they come in something that we can recognize as a flying object, they land, uh, they look uh, more or less humans, uh, they seem to have motives and reason that we can more or less understand. All that sounds kind of naive to me. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a little bit and one thing I've been um, speculating uh, is perhaps when it comes to this technology and these biologics that the government is studying or has hands on is potentially yeah, it is more of a time travel, uh, like a human time travel uh, like thing, as opposed to an intelligence that was developed 
you know, outside of our planet. Since if, if the, you know, if the rumors are right of, you know, what they look like and if they're, they seem so similar to us, potentially it is humans, you know, who knows, hundreds, hundreds of years into the future, um, that are visiting their home planet and observing them, their past selves or their ancestors or something like that. What do you think about that? Doesn't uh, the same kind of uh, objection apply also here? I mean, uh, I don't rule out the possibility of time uh, travel. I think uh, we will find a way to travel backwards in time in the future, but that's not going to happen uh, next year. And I don't no, think but, uh, but, 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 in the next couple of centuries that would be really super science. So once human civilization gets at the point of being able to travel backwards in time, I think they also would be so much more advanced than anything we can imagine right now that we wouldn't even be able to recognize uh, them as humans. I guess I think that there are there are skills though, right? So for example, we could have the first, like, we, what could be in possession of the government is, like, the wreckage of the first time travel experiment. Because it's, like, they're, they're, if you think of, like, rocket science or anything like that, you're always going to have a bunch of malfunctions until it works. And maybe, maybe this experiment, maybe it was still, like, 200 years until it was really, uh, it really worked. Um, but, you know, so it's, like, we could be just getting little remnants of these experiments but it wasn't like foolproof and that's why we sort of see the wreckage of it here um so i think that in any progression of technology technology or civilization there are going to be those experiments that didn't work um so Mm. these so these might be just uh what's it called debris or what have you wreckage from those experiments that didn't work that's a nice idea. So the very first time travelers who uh, understood something but didn't understand things too well. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we. That's what the government might have possession of. Right, that uh, <laughs> might be the case. You know, I am um, skeptical in the sense that if I had to bet my money, and uh, if that were a lot of money, I would bet against. <laughs> but uh, you know, I hope uh, I hope all these things are true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel I feel like there's another thing I've been thinking of lately, and it has to do with the non-linearity of reality and how potentially people believing more in the hoax or what have you makes it more real. Um, So it's sort of like reality is rewriting itself constantly um, to, to, for the data, for the science to be conclusive, you know, and sometimes it starts with the, the, the myths, um, for people to start believing it, and then that changes data uh, too. To, so, partially, we might live in a like a dream machine sort of world, 
Um, so that's another thing I've been I've been thinking about where, you know, I don't know. It's like <laughs> it, now that this is out there, now people are thinking about it a lot more. Now it might seem for for some people it might seem like oh this this even though the hard data isn't there maybe the fact that it's on TV in a different way or in front of Congress it starts to get more people to believe in a certain sense. And then that mm -hmm. brings forth the data too. Um, and it might rewrite like the past of our timeline. It starts to like, sort of like the data starts to emerge, even though it might not have been there. And then it was always like, it was always there. Um, so just this sort of like potential quantum nature of reality and like probabilities and um and things becoming more probable partially through the belief of it oh that sounds nice no, uh i really think you may be the reincarnation of philip k dick in fact <laughs> i was trying uh i was trying to remember when he died uh no i think he died after you were born no but uh, you are certainly a kindred spirit. <laughs> if I understand what you're saying, it is that, uh, you know, the very fact that uh, now uh, these things... Wait, wait, he, did, are, uh, he, did, he, died, he died the same day as me, but three years uh, before. <laughs> hold on, hold, so. hold, hold on. Uh, you are uh, not dead yet. <laughs> ah, so you say he died he he died he died born. same day but in in uh in a so he's march 2nd 1982 and my birth date is march 2nd 1985 oh jesus oh. fucking crap i didn't uh, uh this is not uh, scripted. I really didn't uh, know when Philip Katie died. I didn't even know where. I didn't even remember your birthday. But uh, you know, now that I know this, uh, now to me, is, uh, this is a scientific uh, proof uh, that you are really the reincarnation of Philip Katie. Yeah? Uh, yeah, maybe you should. Uh, Start calling yourself Philippa and writing something called the Exitrators. <laughs> uh, I, I have to read more Philip K. Dick, or perhaps oh I can I can uh, just just use the large language model to, oh to keep, write, write, keep writing as Philip K. Dick. Oh my God! Uh, have uh, what uh, what have you read already by Philip K. Dick? <sighs> Well, I've I've read like a book of short stories. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I know this is probably embarrassing that I haven't I, read. I'm, uh, I'm going to recommend uh -huh. uh, you some readings. I'm uh, kind okay. of an authority on Philip K. Dick. I was uh, also interviewed by radio once about him. I think you want to start with uh, uh, time out of joint. Time out of say that again. Out, out of joint. Time out, out of joint. Okay. I'm going to send you the links to all the all these things later. Then you want to read Ubik. Okay. 
Then, of course, you want to read uh, Man in High Castle, but you can watch it on Amazon if they're uh, still streaming it. Oh, yes, I've I've seen it. Then uh, mm -hmm. you want to read essentially everything else. (laughs) Uh, All uh, the way to his uh, uh, big, very long, sprawling philosophical masterwork which is called The Exegesis of Philip K. Mm. Dick. Uh, I mean, does does Philip K. Dick have a foundation where I can get a grant for reading his books for the rest of the next few years? uh, (laughs) Let's let's study that. You know, uh, in uh, uh, Tibet, when they find a young child who seems to be the reincarnation of one of the previous Dalai Lamas, then they uh, take care of that child for the rest of her life. Oh, that's in which book? The, the new book? Uh, no, that's not in a book. That's a fact. Oh. That's what oh, they do in okay. Tibet. Oh, you know, they see. always oh, look oh, looking for children who could be the reincarnation of one of the previous uh, Dalai Lamas. Ah. or uh, some uh, other uh, famous Buddhist monk. And when they find one, they really take care of uh, her for the rest of her life. Do they have to be born in Tibet? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I think they okay, can, uh, okay. I can, I have been born anyway, and I was reading that uh, mm. there was a child born in Europe or in the U.S., Mm-hmm. Uh, in the like a uh, few decades ago, that went uh, through this story. Anyway, let's uh, work uh, <laughs> on this Philip K. Dick thing. The, okay. ah, and uh, there is this other thing that you want to read, not by him, but about him. Uh-huh. And this is the last uh, uh, book by Ritz van Wierk on the simulation hypothesis. And this book is called uh, The Simulated Multiverse. Oh, yes. I, I purchased and, that uh, book recently, but I have not started it yet. It's yeah, in my, should... without, with, my, yeah, with my physical books in San Francisco at the moment. <laughs> you should wait for it and read it. Uh, yes. to, ah, and by the way, I need to put you in touch with him. Or uh, haven't, I, haven't I done so already? Mm, I don't think so. I'll check. Uh, okay. If I haven't, uh, I will write uh, to both uh, later today or tomorrow. However, mm-hmm. what he says uh, in uh, describing the theories of Philip K. Dick is exactly what uh, you were saying, that you know, reality is being uh, constantly re-edited in uh, some sort of... Uh, uh, other time dimension that exists uh, uh, sideways. Think of mm-hmm. it like a, a collection of uh, parallel worlds. Yeah. And you know, there is some kind of uh, agency which could be uh, somebody, some uh, advanced uh, form of life, or could be just a natural uh, uh, process happening in the universe, what I think we were calling uh, the cosmic operating system. So let's call it like that. Uh, This uh, cosmic operating system uh, takes care of uh, running uh, parallel streams of reality. 
and uh, changing them, perhaps eliminating some, perhaps uh, merging two different uh, reality streams and all that to optimize something. Now, what exactly is this thing that the cosmic operating system is trying to optimize? I don't think is anything that we can imagine right now. Uh, I, f- I, f- I feel like I, f- I feel like I don't I don't know if it's if it's like a super intelligent uh, offering, so like this program that's running that's optimizing. I think I think it's more like it's it's just more running the the program of, and I and I don't want to say. I mean, I think at least for like Earth, we could say that the the supercomputer of Earth reality it's like it's like potentially all of the nodes of each each human that is alive today and then all of the sort of souls or what have you in the in the other dimensions that you don't see and it's mm-hmm. this um it's this uh neural network right so there's no um I don't know if there is like one one code that is mm. is managing the uh, managing truth, but all of these sort of competing uh, competing nodes. <laughs> right. If I, uh, you know, I'm uh, actually writing these things in my next book, and uh, I'm trying to quote by memory uh, something that I wrote, which is I like to think that uh, some aspect of me is uh, negotiating with uh, everything else in the universe which is able to want something to weave uh, reality altogether. They're not exactly these words, but that's the kind of thing that I was writing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh, it's really a nice idea. So there is no overall uh, controlling uh, cosmic operating system, but we, you and I and everyone else, including animals, including aliens, uh, including people in the past and people in the future, are uh, collaborating in Mm -hmm. deciding what uh, reality must be. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, un, uncon- mostly unconsciously yes. collaborating, mostly. But then there are some people that are, you know, uh, awakened to this fabric that might have more conscious control, but more of the conscious control relates to their own mind and how they program their mind to exist in this, uh, you know, this sort of matrix, right? So. Well, uh, is, yeah. You're sure that I haven't sent you a draft of uh, my next <laughs> book because that's exactly no. <laughs> what I'm writing. That's exactly what I'm writing. <laughs> no, I think we're probably just both intuiting the the same thing. Yeah. So not only you are the reincarnation <laughs> of Philip K. Dick, but uh, you have uh, telepathic abilities and. Uh, since uh, you were able to read my mind, then I'm also one of the reincarnations of Philip K. Dick. No, no, I, it cannot be. It cannot be because uh, I was born before he died, or maybe it could be. Yeah, I think I, I'm like a, I'm a, 
sponge for things where I feel like, like, it's like, I don't, it's, I feel like you read, you've read a lot of books in depth, but I've just sort of just like more talked to people a lot and experienced reality a lot where my knowledge or insights, it's just like a more experiential thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's nice that it can get backed up with other people's experience or other, uh, you know, knowledge that is being developed at the moment. And I think I have been seeing there are a lot of a lot of books or what have you that are starting to come to this similar um, similar world or this similar universe view, which is a bit of a combination of you know potentially some sort of you know buddhist like thought you know mixed with complexity theory mixed with quantum physics mixed with like i don't know maybe like dark matter and dark energy i don't i don't know but i i was starting to get curious about and you know cosmology more and um i want to read more about it now like the, the asymmetry when it comes to matter and and antimatter and that's like a very interesting thing um that i don't know that much about that i i started going down some rabbit rabbit holes and seeing there are some like recent experiments trying to like tie you know, antimatter to dark matter or see if there's a relationship between that. But I was starting to wonder if that relates to these, you know, these like other dimensions or this the stuff that we can't perceive with our eye and it's all connected. It's like, um, you know, it's like we need to understand the the physics of the universe more and like this the, the mysteries of the the universe more when it comes to to physics and then how that how does that tie to, to consciousness and um, you know like quantum physics and the observer effect. I feel like it's all like these these like edges that sort of the cosmic operating system or whatever you want to call it. It might not ever let you get close to figure it out. Or, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Perhaps uh, you don't even need to understand these things in detail if you can sort of uh, see them intuitively. Mm-hmm. If, that, if that is your case, like, uh, yes, it might be. Then you learn more uh, staying on a beach and swimming than uh, reading books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which yes. uh, <laughs> is, is uh, a gift that uh, I would like to have. I'm not like that. I need to find uh, things out in my head with uh, more or less uh, conventional with some thinking. And uh, yeah. so it's like uh, being uh, half blind and seeing uh, <laughs> only with all with one eye. Yeah. So yeah it would be a... complementary uh-huh. in this. Yes. Yes. Two complementary yes. aspects of Philip K. Dick. Def- definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's always been my dream when it comes to, you know, science or wisdom or knowledge or there's sort of like, how do you combine more of the people that have the in-depth knowledge of, you know, the books and they have studied so many things, but maybe... They don't have this 
somewhat, you know, like spiritual or wh- whatever connect, you know, whatever, whatever stuff where it's just like, okay, this is coming, this is coming through anomalous, anomalous experience, I would say. And I've, I've had maybe <coughs> multiple anom- anomalous or, you know, or it's called like what anomalous information. Like I can actually talk about something that happened to a week ago where it was like a sleep paralysis episode and I haven't had one in many years. And I was very frightened that this one, I thought it was like reptilian aliens in my, in my room, but it was like a rhinoceros and that, that just happened like a week ago. And I was like, okay, rhino, a rhino's like an interesting sign, you know? <laughs> and I was reading a little bit about it and it was, it was very, it no, was the very rhino. interesting. The rhino happens to be my uh, totem animal. Oh, oh, really? When I was, yeah, yeah. When I was a, when I was a child, <laughs> when I was a child, I was fascinated by rhinos, and oh. I read uh, everything that I could find about them. I collected pictures uh, and all that, and that's, I have always uh, retained uh, a very wow. deep love for that animal. Wow, that's uh, I so was, interesting. Uh, a few weeks ago at the. San Diego Safari Park, where they had uh, they have a big collection of rhinos, and uh, my daughter bought for me a guided uh, uh, tour to see the rhinos. Wow! It was uh, really beautiful. And, That's uh, amazing. I, I I had never thought about a rhino until a week ago, and when it showed up in my, I was in this. Uh, this it wasn't like a dream it was like i was awake and it was like i also traveled through like a stargate or something and I, but i was scared and i was screaming at the rhino i was oh i thought it was a reptilian at first because i do sort of tap into no no, just, no 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 we are yeah. uh, we yeah. uh we rhinos are much nicer than the yes 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 but then after i after i snapped out of it and i was more conscious i was like actually what I perceived it wasn't a it wasn't a reptilian, it was actually like a rhino. And then I was starting to read about the mythology around the rhino and like rhino is like a totem and it's sort of like it it shows up or it's 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 about like um what was it about sort of you might be like in this in this zone where you're feeling a little bit like, you know, like maybe like confused or something, but it's just like a it's like a sign to sort of like it's it's okay. It's like you're just like in the natural rhythm of life. And you're gonna, you can like power through. So I thought it was very interesting since I am just in this weird, just like weird zone right now. So then seeing the rhino, I was like, oh, I want to buy a rhinoceros. Like a little, If you look at uh, uh, my pictures around the internet, uh, for example, on Instagram, you see that uh, I have many t shirts with a rhino and I wear them all. <laughs> Well, now I'm into the rhino and I want to start buying rhino things. So that's also an interesting coincidence. <laughs> right. Uh, many coincidences. And in fact, uh, uh, about uh, all these coincidences, uh, uh, going back for a moment to this UFO, UFA thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, say, so yes, I am uh, kind of skeptical. Uh, I hope they are right, but uh, I'm afraid they are either uh, uh, wrong without knowing it, or that is a hoax, like uh, it happened already so many times. But to me, the very fact that uh, 
we are talking about it that so many people are willing to believe in these things it says mm-hmm. something important so for example the other day i was uh, uh you remember this thing called uh, omama or something like that is a hawaiian yes. word this uh yes. needle shaped or perhaps sail shaped thing that came through the solar system a couple of years ago and uh, some uh, scientists including avi Loeb, who has written a book about it were persuaded that omama um, i really must find out how to pronounce that was uh, an alien starship or perhaps the wreck of an old alien starship uh, now i read somewhere that uh, omama uh, was coming back toward the solar system i found it intriguing so i googled it and uh, i found out that one is a fake news uh, it's not true and uh, two that uh, at this moment youtube is really full of fake news about omama mm. the fact that it's coming back that uh, we are we have been in communication with it they are even faking videos where scientists like Adi Loeb, wow. like Michio Kaku like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, well-known people they are faking uh, videos where at least the uh, title makes you think that uh, you know this very famous uh, person is confirming this fake news about Omamo and uh, so I thought oh my god that's horrible but then I thought um, it's not really horrible because at least it shows that we as uh, a culture as a society we are willing we want to listen to these things and of course uh, all the scammers uh, spammers uh, and these people they do have a sixth sense to profit from mm-hmm. the naivete of people but that's important you know uh, i think as a culture uh, deep down in our brain and in our bones we want to believe that there are more things we want to believe that there is more to life and there is more to the universe than to the reality of every day that we see around us and uh, so many people are uh, talking and speculating about these things they are really willing to believe and it's kind of a religion I was reading these two very interesting books. Uh, one is called American Cosmic by someone uh, called, I believe, Diana Pazurka. And uh, the other is called uh, Alien Intimacy, I believe. And uh, both books uh, clearly recognize the fact that this UFO thing it's becoming um, a religion or perhaps an equivalent of religion or perhaps a substitute to religion for people who have uh, lost the ability 
to believe in traditional religions. And that makes me think that, uh, okay, for uh, modern people with a scientific background, it is becoming more and more difficult to relate uh, to traditional religions mm -hmm. like Christianity, Islam, and all that. And that's exactly why we are uh, looking for alternative, alternatives at both the individual and societal, uh, societal level without perhaps even knowing that we are looking for alternatives. But that is what we are uh, actually doing. And so all these things that uh, we are discussing, um, even beyond the UFOs and UIP, uh, you know, extra-dimensional realities, the fact that the physical universe could be, and I think uh, is, a much weirder uh, place than we thought it to be, I think all that uh, fits in the jigsaw mm -hmm. and uh, could be and perhaps should be a component of a new religion that is yet to be born. Yeah, I definitely feel like what's interesting when it comes to religion or a, or a new religion that is yet to be born is people will um, probably prefer, you know, something similar to, <laughs> for example, like the the Turing Church like thing where it's not like a def like it's not it's not like the scripture is definite and it's like we this is these are the answers follow follow these rules um, but I think it's like people want something some some something that feels like they are part of uh, something larger than themselves right but that's also not like someone wrote a book and it's like here are all the answers it's sort of like it needs to be a bit more flexible and um, and something that can can update. Um, and yeah, I think the UFO, what's happening with yeah UFOs, you know, extraterrestrial intelligence, non-human intelligence. Yeah, a lot of people say it's, it's like it's like similar in in ways, um, but potentially because of the you know because of the internet or because of what have you it's it's just more like there are there's like now this like body of like large body of like experience or these different events or what have you so it builds up this more collective it's sort of like a collective uh hallucination right um potentially <laughs> so you can potentially build a religion around that you know recognizing that what might be happening is more reality as a collective hallucination. Uh, but perhaps hall hallucination is not yeah. the right word. Maybe mm, it is, though. According <laughs> to what uh, we were saying uh, a few minutes ago, it's more like a collective decision than a collective hallucination. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like hallucination. It's sort of like your your your. What is the definition? It's like sort of like seeing something that's not really there. But whenever I say collective hallucination, it's more like it's like the opposite of that. Is like there there is a lot that is that is there that we can't see. So you also need 
like the inverse of that to sort of figure out what that is. I don't, I don't know if I described that in the, in uh, right, the right no, I way. Was, uh, I was thinking of hallucination in a different sense uh, because to me, uh, hallucination means uh, something that doesn't exist. Mm, and uh, I prefer to think of engineering in the sense I imagine something that doesn't exist yet, but mm -hmm. uh, then when I have imagined it and decided that uh, it would be something good, then I use engineering to build that thing that uh, I have imagined. So maybe it starts as a hallucination, but you know, after you have been working on it, it's not hallucination anymore. Well, it says it's like a hallucination. It's like they appear to be real, but only exist in your mind, right? But it's like that, that might be similar to reality in a certain sense, where sort of like this question of what is real versus not real. Um, and if, for example, we live in a world that is constantly updating itself based on what people believe, like what, what exists in people's minds, then it is potentially what might be more considered a collective hallucination. Um, and that's sort of this, and it's initially something that's, yeah, not, not very real or doesn't seem real, but it's through a lot of people, I would say, starting to believe these weird things that make... It becomes more, more and more, more and more. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the, 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 somehow there's some data, or there's some math, or there's some theory that can tie things together, right? Um, right. Yeah. Uh, and here again, uh, I believe something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, unfortunately, I can only approach these things from a more conventional scientific point of view. But uh, yeah. reading uh, scientific literature, we see that, uh, you know, the idea that uh, the reality that exists in our mind, the reality that we perceive, um, is not the fundamental reality but is something that is derived from fundamental reality through so many layers of uh, adaptation and approximation and uh, specialization that it doesn't have much to do with fundamental reality at all. The fundamental reality that uh, modern physics is beginning to see is when is one where even uh, our uh, basic uh, mental categories like uh, space and uh, time are not fundamental at all, but are derived mm -hmm. from other things which may be more fundamental. And those other things may be derived from even more fundamental things and all that. That's uh, what science is beginning to glimpse, but is not a quantitative theory yet. More like intuitions than uh, mm -hmm. uh, precise things. Yeah. But it's good Reset. to see that mm -hmm. the scientific approach 
and the spiritual approach are kind of converging toward the, the same things. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we are definitely living in an interesting or an interesting era at the moment, and um, hopefully, it leads to at some point a new kind of res- renaissance. Um, so it, it seems like that might be potentially coming in the next 10 years from what I am feeling, but I'm not sure if my, my feelings are right. But it seems like, yeah, that these worlds are converging more and more, That's which, might, 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 which might yeah, give, give birth to another like, intellectual renaissance. And you and you think that could happen in the next ten years? I I I think so. I mean, I just feel like based on the books that I see coming out from yeah more scientist types, that seems like there there are a lot of you know physicists or biologists who are happy that they're they're connecting these a lot more, and and also a lot of them are many people are like Buddhists too. It's like these like scientists who are Buddhists that are writing about things. So I think, I, but it seems like there, there are these, these connections and patterns forming. So I, yeah, I'm trying to get through some of these, uh, some of these books right now, but I think whether, or whether it's like, yeah, from computer science types, like uh, Rizvan work, it, there just seems to be a lot of, of books, like, yeah, books that you're writing, books that other people are writing where I don't know, maybe this has already been going on for a long time and I'm just new to it. So I'm like, there is a renaissance of, of happening, but it, it seems, it seems right, like there are lots uh, of, not lots of, that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, this has been going on for a long time. That's why I yeah. figured out the 10 years. Because, uh, you know, you read the, uh, books that have been written relatively recently, and think, mm-hmm. ah, oh, it's, uh, it's happening now fast. <laughs> as, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, if you read some books written more than 100 years ago, you find exactly the same things. Not in the same words, because those who write books now speak with the language that we use now. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you read, the, uh, for example, the early writings of... Uh, the founding fathers of uh, quantum physics, people like Max mm-hmm. Planck and Erwin Schrödinger, mm-hmm. they, they were writing very similar things yeah. more than a hundred years ago. But we uh, have the inter- this, internet now and we have this crazy UFO stuff happening. So perhaps uh, the, co- the combination of all that will make people go deeper right. and question what what is our purpose and how, how does this all connect so i think I, that is unique yeah, about so. our our timeline right now so, so yeah. these things have been discussed for a quite long time and now things are accelerating and we have some catalyzers like mm-hmm. uh, the internet and the ufo thing that are making people think uh, along these lines more and more and that uh, could stimulate uh, a cultural slash spiritual renaissance. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. That's a nice. Uh, that's a nice and comforting thought. <laughs> yeah, that would be a historic event, and it's good to think that uh, we are uh, participating in the unfolding of a historic event. 
Yeah. So it's like perhaps sometimes this is what I think about time and timelines. It's like everything was sort of meant to happen exactly how how it happened with potentially you know the crash but the potential you know crashed objects of the 50s or 40s or whatever and then where we are at today with the disclosure and how there have been many over the years but how it's just like different now but potentially it's just all happening as it was meant to happen and it it's like this event that we are at now that is going to yeah push just like change like like reality is just gonna and how we how we perceive like knowledge and information um the questions that are coming up now with like you know pot- pot- potentially if 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 we exist in in a world that is more quantum for example there is the timeline where this is a hoax and there's the timeline where this isn't a hoax. Right. So it's, it's sort of like, which one do we want to believe in? Um, and then which one is more interesting, you know? So I, I would like to bet on the, the timeline that is more interesting and the, uh, the timeline that's more interesting for me is the one where it's not a hoax, you know? So so that's another way to look at what is going on is there could be both potentialities, but which one is more interesting? Which one is better for humanity? Which is which is the reality that we want to live in? Why not believe in that one? Believe in the one that is more interesting. Um, and yes. then maybe that will create the, the conditions of, of the world that we want to live in. So the, I think it's more interesting, actually, if this is all real. this is a very deep thought Uh, (laughs) I think I will uh, stop the on the record part of the conversation if you don't have uh, anything that uh, you want to say to the world now Um, what was that? we can now I will stop the recording. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. I know you want to say now. Oh no, no. I think I think this is a good way to to return it back to the original topic and wrap it up. So yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to wrap it up because I look forward to another chat like this where we continue yes. to talk about this spiritual renaissance and what we could and should do to sounds good to me. Make it happen. Mm, so that uh, thank you very much for joining me I hope to see you soon and uh, I'm going to stop the recording after these uh, two or three seconds pause yes thank you for for the conversation it was really great <laughs>